It's Friday. Do you know where your IT pros are? We don't. It's Patch and Switch. And here they are, the two guys that make Friday. Friday. It's Patch and Switch. Wow, the announcer guy's a little bit off today. Too many Canadians around Oh, no. I thought I was surrounded by Americans. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow. There you go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the big program. We're here. Oh, the camera's on. We're good. So, uh... It is Friday. We do make Fridays a little bit, eh? We do. I was thinking we should probably, now that we're actually making these available on iTunes, go and subscribe on iTunes. In case you have don't we know put up right the now. latest episodes? Uh, I the, didn't get the, an update. The latest episodes have not gone up yet. Was I supposed to do that? <laughs> yes. Well, I thought you guys were screwing around talking about how you can take a zip file and turn it into two individual files because they're RARs or MP4s or something like that. Listen, and Steve, split off the audio. Steve walked out and I haven't seen him since. I know. So I'm assuming that he's going to be assisting us with that. But. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Probably we do have to a little bit of cleanup, a little bit of audio cleanup. We'll find out. But yeah, so I guess that means we're going to do a burst mode of three episodes being released on the burst iTunes mode. subscription and everywhere else. You can happen to get hey, your Hey, look, podcast. you can binge. You could binge watch, binge listen. Binge listen. You could have a, a that, that's a relatively good drinking session right there. Three hours of beer. That could work. <laughs> You'd have to have beer to drink, listen to us for three hours. <laughs> so, so that's an option uh, to be able to go off and to, uh, to watch us on iTunes, watch us on iHeartRadio and everywhere else that we happen to be. Wait, Subscribe. We're on Spotify too. We're on Spotify as well. Look at that. That's how I know that we haven't updated. Because oh, but if you're on happening. iTunes, I will warn you that there is a rogue version of the podcast as well. And so you have to watch out the rogue sorry, version. What? There's a rogue version. There's a syndication rogue version that only has old episodes on it. Uh, so someone submitted our uh, MP, our RSS feed as a podcast from the old Channel 9 days. Wow. And that's as far as it's gone. It's kind of stopped. So I have a cease and desist letter being written up by Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe uh, <laughs> to be able to go and inform they're, them. They are problem. an amazing law firm, and I hear they're getting into the financial industry. I hear well. they're really busy the last couple of years because of the uh, the political situation with yeah. the Department of Justice. Yeah. So <laughs> I do believe they are on retainer for Mr. Barr. You're, you're watching out. the you're watching the show on the stream. Do you have good quality? Because I don't. Well, good quality. It looks it looks oh, okay. fine. All right. Yeah. Uh, just, I think uh, you're just lagging. I, that's and we probably should acknowledge the fact that we do have a guest here. We are bantering, and he's trying to get in edgewise. Am I a guest? I'm, but he doesn't know how to do mic oh, control look, correctly. I set, I set the quality to 160p. Oh well. Ooh. <laughs> There you go. That, that, I, that it looks as blurry as I feel. A little feel. pixelated. A That's little. the 8-bit version of the show. <laughs> That'd be cool to do a show in 8-bit. <laughs> you have to get in closer to the mic, dude. I, there you go. There you go. Right it's there. like you're eating the screen. Eat That's the why screen. we have the don't, screen right there. I always do that. But don't do that. So that this is Bartolo. That's his name. Thanks. Uh, that's how I call him on all meetings, all conference calls. Uh, every time I refer to him, it's the Bartolo effect. Right. <laughs> the Bartolo effect. It's like effect. the Bernoulli effect with the the the, the water. Yeah. It's, like, it's the Bartolo effect because of the coffee. Okay. Sure. That works. My he, first he, name he, doesn't he, exist anymore. It's he like, brought coffee crisps, so I'll did. call him okay. something better than what I usually oh, call him. Thanks. We have wireless life. In the house. There you go. Joining us today. Um, as we also have uh, Fairbrit, the shadiest of, pa- of Pandas, Vizio, MVP, Absa, Blog, and Lutely. I see SharePoint, Madam in the house. Uh, Chuck Rocks, Canada, also uh, one wise geek. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's it. Uh, so hang on. Hang on. We're going to look and just make sure. Yeah, that's it. So okay. despite the question that just came up inside the chat room, um, Anthony is not here to work on the Jeep. This time. This time around. I did manage to fix both check engine lights that I've had uh, in the last little while uh, with the But we the, talked about this on the last show. Yeah. So you, you, you've you repaired one alternator, right? So the... That was the wine. So... <laughs> That's so, what was causing the wine. So there was right? a check engine. No, no, light. it was a it was a pulley. No, no, there, there was there, first of all the check engine light originally was because of a high pressure pump warning for the oh, oil yeah. pump. And, and you're like, I'm not worried about. I'm it. I'm not worried about it right now. But then, under advice from my mechanics, they suggested uh, mechanics being Wireless Life and Wired Canuck. Uh, they they suggest I should actually get that looked at. Yes, so I did. But at the time, they wanted to charge me uh, $380 for the windshield wiper fix and $400 change for the pulley wine or for the wine that was as of yet undiagnosed. I have since fixed both of those other issues. 
It worked. Two thumbs right here. I got it. Uh, but then a new one came up like this weekend, this past weekend that happened. And my wife was like, didn't you just fix this? Like, <laughs> like, is it, have we reached the time when we actually have to think about replacing the Jeep? Cause it's, you know, starting to fall apart. I don't think so. I like the fact that I can work on it, but this time the check engine light was because, uh, the rubber gasket on my gas cap is getting old oh. and it's no longer making a good seal anymore ah. when it closes. And so the, there is a small leak in the EVAP system. Apparently. Well, you don't want a small leak in an EVAP system. Well, apparently all it requires is simply taking off the gas cap, give it a good lick, and then put it back on again. Let's and it's not fine. leak the gas cap again. <laughs> what happened <laughs> last time when you did I, that? I, it took about two packs of gum to get the gas taste out of my oh, mouth. Oh, my God. But it now finally works, uh, and the engine check engine light has gone away on its own. I'm happy. It's good. I <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna do, are you gonna replace it with the Instafill so you don't have to worry about the gas cap anymore? So I can't find the Instafill uh, gas cap thing. So if anyone wants to send me a link for okay. a new one, all I can find is the cheesy uh, the metal ones. The, the metal ones yeah. that just are a flap on the on the uh, on the door, and that's it. That's all. <clears throat> the advice given on this program regarding automobile <laughs> parts and licking should not be followed by our listeners at home. It has been performed by. Somebody that is definitely not a professional. Oh, okay. So, so you this, shouldn't do this. You, you got a you got a text message from Dewey Cheatham and Howe. <laughs> no, I'm preempting. I'm preempting the Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Oh, okay, got it. I'm just looking forward to the upcoming uh, Yaris project that we'll be doing. <laughs> this, you hear about this one? We've we've been talking about this. So I've seen the Twitter. So I was gonna I was gonna bring it up on the program because <laughs> you were talking about getting. We're, we're, we're talking about another car. Yeah, so right? I have two individuals that are becoming of age to drive. They happen to be twins. They happen to be twins. Right. Uh, so double trouble. Uh, and we're finding it a challenge with only two cars to be able to get around with as many people as we have. With five drivers. With five drivers. Yeah. Uh, so um, we happen to potentially be in a situation where we could be inheriting a 2017 Yaris uh, from Canada. It comes with moose deflector bars in the front of it, <laughs> which is cool. Moose bars. Moose bars for the front of the Yaris. The idea is it's more like a scoop, so when you hit it, it goes completely over as opposed to through is the Is this windshield. one of those models that has the new horn that when you honk it, it apologizes immediately following? <laughs> it's like, honk, sorry, honk, sorry. It sounds like, it sounds like the goose from a Yes. Yes. So, so uh, of course, as soon as I mentioned this car, I asked my mechanics, what do you think of this car? And they're like... Instantly, this guy's like, "Oh, we can drop a Corolla engine that thing, get it up to 300 horsepower." <laughs> so the plan I'm like, is what? So the plan is get a junkyard Corolla engine, engine swap, and then there's a hundred and seventy dollar turbo that we can add <laughs> to the RS. And you also you have know to replace teenagers driving. We also have that's to, the whole reason why we're doing. It. We also would have to replace the clutch wheel yes. uh, because it would it would basically disintegrate with the amount of torque. <laughs> but the RS the RS transmission bolts directly onto the Corolla engine. So it just it just sounds dangerous to me. But that's half the fun. Says the guy uh, who licks a freaking gas cap. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I had to make a seal. I couldn't find any Vaseline, so it just seemed like a good you idea. You know, the, 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 the shadiest of pandas, the shadiest of pandas said, you had two packs of gum. Yeah. Why didn't you use the gum? Oh. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I also carry a chapstick, too. I could have used my Welcome chapstick. Welcome to the Patch and Switch it. program, everybody. Hey. Um, I have some money. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I don't. Uh, so let's start the show. Um, now that we've talked about swapping out Yaris engines and transmission flywheels blowing up. and I've seen three YouTube videos on people that have exactly done that particular work as well. Yep. It's crazy. You can do it step by step. And the, the Yaris is only like, I want to say 1,500 pounds wet, if you're lucky. Yeah. It's yeah. super light. Super light. You do a 300 horsepower engine in a, in a Yaris. And you just, won't have just, rear tires anymore just no. trying to get off. I mean, you don't even have to try to smoke the tires. You just <laughs> press the accelerator and there you go. Uh, let's start the program. Uh, this, but we start with the, we have multiple segments on the show. We start with from the trenches, the things that we're doing on our day jobs. Uh, you're actually, I didn't know you were here. I, I saw some I, I didn't know until last week when he asked me, is it okay if I come? <laughs> so I saw <laughs> some okay great posts and you were like doing some IoT thing. And I'm like, oh, he must be in Canada or some other glorious part of the world. 
And it turns out you were actually here doing an IoT thing. What IoT thing were you doing? So there was the IoT Summit here uh, in Redmond, and they had 50 companies come out um, to sit down with the IoT product group. And they realized, hey, there's IT pros here. Oh, they registered for us. Yes, yeah, speak to the mic directly. Sorry. <sighs> there are IT pros here. Don't, uh, don't turn your head. Just keep on talking. Okay. We look at head. you. You don't look at us. Sorry. Don't look at us. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, there are IT pros here. Um, would love for you to come out and support that part of the community. And so there's a holistic message in terms of how to how to adopt. And it's been interesting because <laughs> you see SharePoint Madam's comment in the chat. Oh, you no. had me in Vaseline. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, continue. So the IT pros are talking. So the IT pros IoT are talking. IoT stuff. IoT has become the, the next shadow IT because people are going to retail stores and shadow they're buying. Shadow IoT. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. You should brand that. Shadow. Trademark. Trademark. 2020. Do we cheat them at how? Do we cheat them at how? So you have shadow, shadow IoT happening because people are going to the local retailer and buying these light bulbs and connecting it to the LAN because they can make their room different colors. What? And people are hacking into those the, the portal for those light bulbs. I should not have those plugged into the Microsoft Wi-Fi right now? The 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 Philips Hue? You you don't need it. I I crashed in your <laughs> office for about an hour yeah. and you have the damn disco ball light <laughs> yep. rolling and strobing. I'm like, what the heck is going on? That's my that's my signal that I'm out for the next little while as I have the light rotate colors. But gotcha. that, actually that's not a hue. That's just a a oh, that's a Chinese made anchor. Yeah, but know. does it have connectivity? No, there's no connectivity. It's okay, just a, you're just a, <laughs> you just, just, a touch, just a touch button. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, that's all good. Anyways, so <laughs> the, the scenario that you have is that IT pros want to be able to manage when these devices come online. And so we did a couple demonstrations with Azure Security Center to showcase how it can detect all endpoints that are being connected to your LAN and how to manage that. We talked about you know deployment of the devices themselves. So uh, you're using device twinning to set up all the devices to make sure that it would work, and then you would deploy out the instances to the devices remotely. Um, a lot of talks in, in terms of uh, container utilization, so pushing out the, pushing out the containers to the, to the devices remotely, which IT pros are not embedded in right now. Uh, the developer side is, but there is an opportunity for them to participate, right? And so that they're not left behind. I've seen so many horror stories of IoT implementations go forward and the IT pro is not involved in those discussions. And it's like millions of dollars of loss on when they get hacked, um, a major yeah, sure. grocer. They, they get brought in really quick all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, well, <laughs> it's like why didn't you stop this? Right. Why didn't you fix this? It's like, I didn't even know I didn't it even existed. Know it existed. <laughs> why did you have to have glowy, flashy lights in your office right. that are controlled remotely? <laughs> By some foreign actor in some foreign country. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's It's been interesting. And so... IT wants to participate, in That's why, good. You know, it's, which is awesome. So it's you know giving them the information as to how they can move forward with this, what they should learn. Uh, things to watch out for. Things to watch out for. We, we did a lot of hands-on labs uh, over the last three days. Oh, yeah. So it was great for them to participate. And it wasn't uh, what I loved was there wasn't a delineation between developer and IT pro. It was everybody was in there for the companies that they represent, you know, learning together and everybody asking questions together. And it was awesome just to see that, you know, happen. Uh, Carnegie asks, is the uh, content for the IoT Summit available online? Yes, the content is available online, and I'll definitely share out the URL um, after the show. AKA.ms slash... I think it's IoT Summit. Shadow IoT. Shadow IoT. <laughs> <laughs> we should get that URL. I think it's actually aka.ms forward slash IoT Summit, but I'll have to confirm. There you go. He'll, we shall find out for you. Yeah, he'll get it and then tweet it, and then we'll retweet it if we remember. <laughs> Patch the switch, right? Or you could tag us and yeah. we could retweet it. Yeah, we I can works. figure something out. Yeah, we, the social thing. I think we can figure that out. Uh, Wired Connect says Wireless Life is wearing a lumberjack shirt like a good Canadian. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, nice. Uh, normally, uh, normally it has like Maurer. a red and black on there. Uh, Thomas Maurer, got uh, a guest on the last program, yeah. uh, says now it's going to become a car show. No, we already did the the. You missed the, the car yeah, part. You missed the You're car showing part. up late. Sorry, we've moved on. We can make it a bicycle show for Thomas because I don't think he drives. Uh, he he drives. What is that? Um, he drives some European four by four, two cylinder. It's a two cylinder. What is it? It's it's uh, it's got like a cowbell on the front. <laughs> I think uh, I forget the name of it. It's it's some it's some weird brand I've never heard of before. Well, Izzy picked it out for him. So oh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, so it's yeah, it's got a nice nice yellow cowbell on the front. 
Um, for for work this week. <laughs> what? Oh, there it is. It's, it's a Skoda. Skoda. I thought that was a. I thought it was Skoda. I thought there was a soda. A soda. Skoda. So okay. Skodas have cowbells on them? Yeah, they do. They come standard. When, when you get when you get your license plate from from from, uh, from Sweden, uh, you actually get a cowbell you put on the front. Okay. Because it acts as a replacement horn. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's why. Fair enough. Um, so I, I was actually finishing off, finally finishing off the racking of the data on oh my God. Azure Stack HCI boxes. The brand new one or is it still the old one? The, it, well, technically the expiry date I think might have passed. It's taken that long. <laughs> but uh, they're now officially racked. They are remotely accessible by people on CorpNet. Uh, here at Microsoft, and it is a beautifully done implementation of uh, of uh, uh, Thomas is uh, like Sweden, really. <laughs> do, you, oh. do you even know where where Thomas lives? Oh my! I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> Switzerland. I'm actually going to Switzerland, and like this this trip. They're not going to let you in. No, I think they're going to block the border. Thomas knows somebody. He's He's not bringing you any chocolate. He's like, he didn't bring chocolate for Uh, me. See, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, Anyway, Azure Stack HCI implemented, done, final. But I I found out, so data on folks, when they do, when they ship you the boxes, is they give you what they call a deployment guide, Yes. which is your personalized, here's your breakdown of systems, here's the test that we ran, and then here's a link to download and get the scripts to be able to configure it for you. So you don't have to figure out how to do the configuration. It's all done through PowerShell, which is awesome. (laughs) But they're they're missing a, uh, a little bit more clarification on the documentation around which part of the scripts you run locally on the box mm-hmm. through a remote desktop connection and which ones you can run remotely from your workstation because they use PowerShell remoting. Right. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should update the script for them that can make it all work remotely. So they just simply, here, now you can run it off of your workstation that has line of sight to the same network as your cluster in the box. And then I want to amp it up and say, and by the way, since this is working now, why don't you talk to these guys over here, uh, look after Windows Admin Center, and have it all done through Oh, yeah. Instead. So we'll see. Stay tuned. The unboxing video is in its final edits, uh, and you'll be able to see the full process from beginning to end of how to set these things up. Are you are you documenting the process and updating the script too? Uh, yes, so, but, you know, I, I, my, my plan yes, is... Yes, that's I, a really good idea. I'm going to I do don't that. want to release the script because it's not my script to release. No, I understand. So I understand. I, I'm going to give it back to Henry no, and I to Howard it. at yeah. uh, Data On to have them say, here's some improvements you can make uh, and then make it better for the next time. Thomas Maurer says, configure network adapters using remoting. Great idea, boss. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's where it's like how to do it, right? So, yeah. the, well, the, the cool thing is... What they do is they actually check for, uh, they do a query, list all network adapters uh, for node one, list all network adapters for node two. If there is a network adapter that's set for disabled or um, disconnected, put that into one environment variable. The other ones, if it already has IP addressing, leave it alone. So what it's trying to do with the IP address connections is to, for the configuration, is to configure not the north-south connectivity to your corpnet. It's the east-west between the nodes. Oh, between the two nodes of the cluster. So it basically does the internal private addressing. uh, Plus it also allows you in the scripts that actually is documented uh, when you set up the cluster, ignore this network. So, you know, go ahead and do the, the test validation, but ignore checking this network because it's set up for DHCP, which basically fails on your, your cluster initialization. So anyway, it's really cool. Took me a while of playing around and hacking around with the script to be able to figure it out because it's not really a full script. It's more of a, here is a list of Here's commands. Here's a bunch of commands run. to run. Yeah. You know, highlight this section here at a time and hit F8 to be able to run it uh, to be able to get it to work. So we're going to see the details come up on IT Ops Talk. It's going to definitely be a post okay. uh, just for the video and then also a post follow-on to be able to say how can we do better integration with WAC as well for Azure Stack HCI. So I was having a lot of fun. And I now officially have servers racked in a lab at Microsoft that's in the secret building. You know the blinky light so, area? So you've actually, you've actually gone through an official process I have access, of how did it, I have access it sitting to the, in your office? to the blinky light area now. Oh. So I can now get in the blinky light area. Wow. The blinky light area is actually called San Alley. It has a name for the conference room. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Pretty cool. Even though it's a network attack storage? Yeah. So they still okay. call it San Alley. It's a legacy. It's like it's like uh, naming your boardrooms after state parks. 
or whatever it is. I guess they're naming it after legacy technology. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just kind of keep the history. Keep the history keep real. Keep the history alive. Yeah, keep it real. Sure. Nice. And you're heading off for a number of uh, in-person. So, so uh, as we hang up in this show, uh, I have to basically place my order for the Uber to get to the airport because I'm leaving to go to Prague, Copenhagen, and Zurich, which is in Switzerland. <laughs> Not Sweden. Switzerland. Now I've got to actually go check my flight to make sure I'm going to the right place. (laughs) But yeah, no, I take off uh, because we have our, what we call the tech tech day is taking place on Sunday. So I've got to get there in time. So you're going for Microsoft Ignite the tour. Microsoft Ignite the tour. And so there are dates in in Prague and in Zurich. Prague is Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Uh, And then there is a travel day Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday is Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Oh, Copenhagen. And I'm apparently doing a speaking slot. What? With uh, Oren... Thomas, not Thomas Maurer, Orrin Thomas. Uh, don't know the topic yet, uh, but we're speaking in Copenhagen. That's all right. It wouldn't be the Wednesday. first time you've learned a presentation just before you. No, no, I've got lots of stuff I could talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, are both of those Ignite the Tour dates sold out? Do we know? Are there open spots? I still believe they are open. open. So, spots. if you are in Europe and European time zone and want to go see us in Prague, you're welcome to join us. But not in Sweden. Definitely not Sweden. There is no show there. <laughs> Zurich is the following week. Oh, Zurich is oh, the week following. Hold on, hold Zurich on. is the following week. Hold on. Copenhagen is very close to Sweden. Is it? Like right across the street from it. Across oh, the it's a, yeah. Straight, not street. <laughs> he said street. <laughs> so straight. I heard street. Right Maybe I should pop over to see what Sweden looks like versus Switzerland. So Thomas Maurer says in May there's going to be a conference there in Stockholm. Oh, okay. Yes, in, in May. Sweden, in yeah, May. In yeah. May. I'm actually scheduled for that one. I'm just trying to give that one away to uh, to uh, Pierre, I think. <laughs> I thought you were going to give it to Sarah. I could, oh, I could give it to Sarah too. I don't know. Someone should do that one. I shouldn't do that one. <laughs> I've been told by my team I should stop traveling. So <laughs> your, your management overhead now. I'm overhead management. I should stop traveling, stop speaking. I don't think you should stop speaking. Just, just pick and choose. Yes. Pick and choose. Pick and choose. <laughs> You've been talking for 15 years. Would you just shut the heck up? Actually, it'd be interesting to see the lineups in, in Zurich when you and Thomas are there as to who gets a bigger Oh, no, no. That's all Thomas, Thomas. man. Thomas. Oh, yeah. You can't Thomas no. owns you can't Thomas owns the fan audience oh, yeah. in oh, yeah. Europe, for sure. Oh, we realized this when, you know, the minute, I mean, everybody came up to us when we were doing the Experts Live conference in Prague. Yes. Yeah. And, and oh, everybody kept coming up to us, and then they wanted pictures with him and not us. Yeah, they asked us to hold the camera. Right, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I, w- I was holding the bags and, yeah. and jackets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I've been I've been working on a whole bunch of content lately, um, so I've kind of kicked kicked back to the old days, uh, writing content around app migration. Um, oh, cool. Oh, and, cool. Or oh, app cool. modernization, right? Moving applications, getting them connected to Azure Active Directory, particularly those third party SaaS apps, and and. You all right there, buddy? No. Okay. Coronavirus? Oh, wow. Great. Um, so I've, I've, I've built the content. I delivered a series of internal uh, webinars on that this week and then next week out to the partner ecosystem through a series of webinars then. And then I'm actually thinking I'm going to take this on set of content and uh, build a session and have a, a little technical little deep dive on it. Um, not going to go into the nitty gritty because it depends on if you're using, you know, what protocol you're using, SAMO, IDC, so on and so forth, but kind of talk about just, just get a little bit of probably about that 200 level session or 300 level session talking about the reasons why, and then how you can protect apps. Um, and because it pros, it, it matters. Uh, you, uh, it's really interesting. I've had a lot of conversations with, with some customers and partners of late. It was in New York city just a couple of weeks ago. And, um, there's a lot of third-party SaaS applications that are connected to ADFS because, well, that, that we right. just use ADFS. Right. And then what's interesting is that there's a lot of applications on ADFS servers that use modern auth protocols <coughs> that they're just using LDAP because that's what they know. And, and I'm like, you know, I was having a chat with with one of the partners and we we did, you can actually install uh, an agent on, um, you install an agent on uh, the AD Connect server, or, or sorry, the ADFS server, right. the ADFS health you- AD, sorry, AD Connect Health for ADFS. Let me get that right. Right. Uh, and it actually pops into the portal, uh, into the Azure portal, a list of here's all of your, of your apps and here's what needs to be done 
to move them and migrate them to Azure AD. Right. And, and, and so we, we're going through his list. He's got all, all these green ones. And then we go through and we look at some of the, the little yellow ones and we, we take a look and, and I look at that and, and I'm like, why is this app using LDAP? I know for a fact that it this can, app yeah. can use modern protocol. <clears throat> and, and the person's like, yeah, we'll have to look into that. And That's so I, I said, well, look into it and then, you know, let me know because I'm very curious. It's one of those things. If if there is a third party SaaS application that's not in the app gallery, let us know. We'll get it, you know, configured because then you get the step by step and so on and so forth. And he comes back. and He's like, yeah, the people just knew how to talk LDAP. <laughs> So they just did it via LDAP. Did, did whatever, yeah. And I'm like, right. uh, let's update that. Okay. Yeah. Let's update that. It, I actually just saw the announcement that happened earlier this week. Someone, someone brought up on my Twitter feed. You can actually, uh, you know, you know, ADFS and sorry, you know, Azure AD is, is hot. Obviously you're working in that area. It's very, very popular. Um, AWS actually allows you to sign in to uh, your Redshift environment using Azure Active Directory. Yeah. Now. Because it's just another app, right? So yep. it's like we allow more, sign-ins what, from all those what, other places. What, too, one, right? one yeah. more, one more validation is simply another yep. thing for Azure AD, and that's something that's an important skill for operations folks and developers, obviously, uh, around the world to be able to know how to get it set up, get it using, and then yep. all those added benefits of the premium stuff. Yeah, it's good. it's it, it's really it's really about we've got to get away from three hundred user accounts and passwords, and yeah. you know, get away from why does why does that access 97 apps still have to be running here. And is there any way we can migrate that to start leveraging, you know, more modern authentication protocols? Because it's, it's not just a lot of times I used to think and probably wrong way of thinking when I first kind of got into this business, but seamless single sign on was one of those nice to haves. Um, now it's a security thing. Yeah. It's, it's about, Hey, look, I, you know, how many more, white or yellow sticky notes are we going to have with right. every single user account and password that 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 person has on there so yeah it, it's 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 been interesting um i still don't yeah you know, i can spell dot net that's about it um <laughs> so i'm not writing applications let's be clear uh it's just connecting those those applications in and be, you know, being able to being able to have the you know at, at hand in your skill set, the ability to have an intelligent conversation with a developer about how to leverage Azure Active Directory, like in preparation mode, if you right. will. Say, hey, when you're thinking about authentication, yep. don't just default to LDAP because that's what you've used before. Right. I've got this all set for you. Just here. Here's the reference to go to and here's how you would do it. And then boom, Bob's your uncle. What, what, um Actually, Jim is. Not, Jim. Not Bob. Jim. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a, I thought it was Bob. No, it's all right. Okay. Uh, Bob spells his name backwards anyway, so it's, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Um, the most important thing that you can do if you're already leveraging Azure Active Directory for authentication is to set a policy that states any net new application that's coming in, SaaS-based application or any other line of business app, must use one modern authentication protocol, so not yep. legacy auth, right. uh, and two, needs to use Azure AD. Because if you're using it and, and that's where you're going, you, you don't want to create more what, with a cut debt you know, more technical, technical debt, debt. By, by putting things in these older environments that you're hoping to eventually move off of. I prefer like the term modern. aging infra as opposed to technical debt. That's what most people call us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you know this, but um, did you read Twitter after we did our, uh, our keynote in Prague? It yes. was pretty much, yeah, uh, aging it. Aging it. You got it. Well, in, in that same vein, in terms of the policy set forth, what about the inclusion of the business decision maker, right? Because having the two groups participate, I don't think is enough anymore because somebody can go to the third group and say, I want to circumvent this and just use LDAP anyways. Yeah. I, like a company-wide policy. No, and, and that's where that conversation is really had, where yep. you just use, you you can make that, making that decision and, and stating anything moving forward is going to live in this new world um, is one of the best steps that you can take. And that is a decision that has to go from the top down um, and, and the great thing about making a decision, decision like that is that it typically involves no downtime or outages right. because there's nothing there yet. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's not a decision that has to be made. It has to be explained and understood at all those levels too. No. At the appropriate level for that particular level to understand is what I found. If you don't do this. <laughs> well, so, you, know, yeah. you, you know, you have to tell them why. Why are we doing this, right? They get so, to tie it back in. So an interesting thing that's been been happening at Ignite the Tour 
is the sessions that we've been delivering, you know, we do the call out, you know, how many people are IT pros, how many people are developers, yep. how many people are business decision makers. And a quarter of the room has been putting up their hands in the stops that I've been at thus far. So there's definite interest in terms of understanding what the technology does from the C-level right. scenario, right? So why not have that conversation between all three and have that, you know, acceptance of we do want to move forward with yep. Azure Active Direct. We want to make sure that we're identifying who's that getting access to what, having an audit trail, the whole bit, right? And have that as a holistic policy as opposed to just two groups participating within an org, right? If we're here to, to push the IT pro out of the break and fix knee-jerk reaction and actually make them part of the business, right? And actually where the business is going for future-proofing, well, yeah, and yeah, it's funny. WireConnect C level, more like middle management level, and that, you're <laughs> you're 100 right. But at the same time, that's also where your shadow IT is coming in yes, from, right? Yeah. Which can be handled. And again, that's when when we talk about this, and 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 I talk about how do you start to approach this when you're looking at a large organization, mass migration, lift and shift, moving authentication, Azure AD is a very daunting task. Mm -hmm. So set with that number one top rule first and then go look and see. You can go through, do assessments, yeah. figure out what apps can move. Can you shrink your ADFS farms? Can you look at better protecting these things? Do you have the one app that if that one credential gets compromised, that every, you know, your, your company secrets go out the door? Those right. are some of the things that you want to look at. But the same conversation happens even in the, in the small to mid section, which is, yeah, we probably have a lot of more modern apps that we can move relatively quickly. But you still want to set that initial piece at, at right. the top that is dating that. And I think that has to that that does that conversation does have to involve everyone, just like any conversation around security. Right. And I understand because I've been in the IT world and I relate to IT pros because we, I, I worked for a company that we would, uh, the mandate was a minimum 10 years for a server. That was the lifespan of a server. Minimum 10 years. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, I just thinking back in, so I've been at Microsoft now 12 years yeah. and I'm trying to think two years into my career at Microsoft, we were talking about windows server 2008 R2 the technology changes that have occurred since Windows Server 2008 R2 on on prem yeah uh and and so i understand that that you know you have this mass of existing stuff that's out there that's eventually but you you have to address that access 97 database you have to address that fox <laughs> I, and i'm not kidding they exist yeah so oh yeah they're that i i know it exists because i used to work at a company and i heard that the thing that i wrote in access is still there still there yeah i don't know how much it's in use, but I still, last, so it, last I heard it was there. Me being not up to speed on what is the modern alternative. Is it the power platform that replaces an access 97 database that gives you access no, to look, be able to look at the data? Most like, of the time that most of the time what it is, is that these, and I'm not going to say all cases because we, we know that there is a ton of line of business applications that are written for very custom right. specific yeah. things. But what it typically is, is you've got some old outdated, you know, like HR system or payroll system or some, you know, contact management. That's what this access database was. It's, yep. it's simply like a, a CRM system. There's. SaaS applications now, right? cloud-based applications. It's going to be easier to go and through. And it's going to be damn cheaper. It's, it's going to be easier to go through and do export of the data and then import it into the, to a SaaS-based solution as opposed to trying to modernize that one. Although, to your point, when we were at Ignite Tour Tokyo, the lineups for the Power Apps sessions were out the door. And I was sharing that with Donna like oh, yeah? on Twitter yeah. because they were you know heavily invested in access applications that were created. And they were looking to migrate that off using Power Apps their challenge was they didn't want to go through a third party to build out the app, the right. SaaS application, and they wanted to do a proof of concept that actually can occur. And so they were there at Ignite the Tour just to get started on the journey of adoption of Power Apps and creation of Power Apps, which is very interesting. The fact that they're taking it on their own initiative to, to do that migration, right? I like it. Love it. It's great. Uh, J-Shock makes, makes a good point here where he, where he says uh, it's a point solution because the business processes don't work with the business apps. Right. So you have a gap yeah. filler. Um, yeah. The, the thing that we bought 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, doesn't work with how we run business today. Yep. So let's band aid it by putting in this other thing that sits in between. And then you don't know when things go wrong. Uh, and, and these things are all discovered 
if for some reason you get compromised or when you start getting into those compliance pieces and you talked about oh, yeah. this, that audit trail that exists, it's audit like, trail exists how do, compliance, and it's not just who, who logged in and access things. It's like, who has the potential yeah. to gain access to this? Who's, who's that? They may not actually have done it but the auditors want to know who could possibly actually request it right it just had a nightmare uh vision in my head of the default share permissions for nt351 (laughs) and nt4 and even 2000 even beyond you know good old-fashioned share with everyone right full control (laughs) and an ntfs full control (laughs) is like and then and then you click the button that says cascade the permissions yeah all the way down how about way 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 back during the wire connect days when he was admin and it would have a shared password amongst the whole team nice right to do you know Uh, a senior admin access well we know that's how those access 97 databases work there's there's no way that they're running individual user no 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 and 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 then that then then that's the other thing is that how do you provision and deprovision that there's probably accounts that exist there that probably don't have someone log into them in like five years. Six yeah. Years, right? And, and, and then you, you go through and you, you, you do the dump of that and it's like, well, it's <sighs> easiest. I, I, people move within companies all the time. We see it here. Somebody moving from this role to that role to that role. And to have that provisioning, deprovisioning of, of access to those applications, that's a big deal. And it, yep. and it, and it reduces the, the stress on, on the it side too, because you're, you're not, I, I know that this is done with spreadsheets or emails or service tickets something right yeah please add user our yep. clause to the financial <laughs> controller system yeah and then Sa- sally is joining is there the- any validation sally has been at her desk trying to work for the last two weeks uh can you please <laughs> yeah. give her access to this please well then you implement just in time right so it's not just carte blanche access you're you're doing that request so i've given you the role but you still have to put a request. Well, for yeah, it. entitlement management, right. right? That's what you do. You create a set of entitlements and then yeah. allow users to request for those entitlements and have it go through a review where it's the business that's reviewing, right? right. So that gets back to that. Yep. You're having that conversation with that C or forget the C level. I mean, the C level, but the middle manager the too. Man- it's just the management chain. Yeah. Because it's not just one place, it's not right. just one person. Are you it's getting it's, touchy? it's like just a management chain. That's where it is. He, see, he's 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 getting he's, he's he's getting like abused from being a manager. <laughs> anyway, so no. so yeah, I know I didn't want to go off on a tangent there, but no, that's, it's, I've, I spent tangent, a ton of time yeah. working on, and and it's really about the story because uh, moving something that's working, even if it's in a not so secure place or in a not so great place is one of those tasks that we all kind of look at from an IT nature and go, that's a hard sell, right? But when you can go in and you can start looking at, well, we can reduce costs because there's less overhead on the IT side. We can improve security. We can do multi-factor. We can do these additional security checks, but only when necessary through conditional access, right? Which the the best way to do any you know validation there right if i'm accessing it remotely let's do some additional checks if i'm on the network ah we're good as long as your identity is protected and that's that key thing now it's no it's not that network anymore you know we've already punched enough holes through the damn firewall it looks like swiss cheese um, in most organizations so it's got you got to protect it with that identity but the value prop is it's it's multi it's it's users get a better experience they're not bumping around with a ton of passwords. Hell, just kill passwords altogether. Right. But that's a whole other topic. <laughs> we'll get there on the next episode. Yeah, we'll get there. Switch. But then the second piece is it's Ugh. that then protect the identity, and then the third piece is then, then that app gets protected. And then what's even crazier is that this week at IoT Summit, we're talking about the identity of IoT devices. So sure, right? So the whole Azure Sphere offering. So now you're actually uh, yeah. right. You're 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 providing identity certificate on the breadboard of the IoT device to say this is actually what it's it is. It's a known device. It's we known trust, device. It. trust yep. it. And it has the following policy and rules applied to That's it. That's exactly right. right. Otherwise, no. Right. <laughs> yep. And if it's if it's circumvented in terms of there's a there's a boot hack on the device and, and they put it with a custom um, operating system on the device, it'll know, well, I shouldn't be running this. Yeah. Right? And it, it'll it'll swap itself out. Nice. Wow. Yeah. 
It's been so a busy, so thought, been a busy week, about, gentlemen. Well, yeah, so I thought about taking that little session out on tour a little bit. It's it, Again, I don't go into the nitty-gritties of it. I mean, we get into conditional access. We get into identity protection. I talk a little bit about why modern authentication and what is considered modern auth and how you handle those other legacy protocols because there are going to be legacy apps, right? We talk about what we call secure hybrid access. Um, that's not SHA, by the way. That's SHA is a whole other thing. We do not call it SHA. I've had to correct several people on our team that want to do that. And I'm like, that's a different piece of security. Um, but, you know, where you can use a Zscaler or an F5 yep. or, oh, wow. you, you know, one of those things that and then you can control access to the app through CA policy. And so, again, it's I, I'm thinking about taking that one out. Um, it's not, uh, you know, always the super deepest of tech talks that necessarily can move the needle. I think this is something that's important for for people to understand so that they can move forward. It's just another one of those, hey, this is the reason why we need to go I, moving this. I call it the bread and butter session. Yeah. It's one that needs to be there. People need to understand. And yep. you, it becomes a, a popular session as an option to be able to give for quite some time because it's always going to be relevant. And also, I'm the last person you want to be looking at your SAML and OIDC calls <laughs> and transformations. The, you, the you, last. you can refer people to, to be able to do that so you don't have to worry about that. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. There's a lot smarter people about that stuff than right. me. Now, is there any online resources that people can go to? Like, if you're not in yeah, the uh, shop? He's going to make it still. He hasn't made it yet. Well, no, actually, if you go to ak.ms slash migrate apps. Ooh, just drop that right there. There yeah, you go. There's actually, um, and then if you go ak.ms slash migrate apps slash white paper, there's an amazing white paper, which is a the bulk of the content that has come from all this work that I've done. Nice. Uh, my my uh, buddy next to, in the office next to me, uh, Mr. Martin and his team have produced an amazing white paper. Very good. Um, and that goes into some of the techie geekness as See, well. I knew it's good to have this guy around once he, 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 he <laughs> I do things us. on occasion. Does, I am more he, than he just prompts us to share this Express. info correctly, right? He's all about yeah. closing the loop on everything. That's what he does. Well, I, I still have a kit of content that's was due last Tuesday. Oh, that's I, still not built. Nice. Sorry. Nice. Really. <laughs> uh, and Jay Shock's putting those links in the chat room uh, for those of you who are in the live chat. All 22 of you, which is awesome. Yes. We're, 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 we're up they there again. The VOD if, chat room comes back. Oh, the VOD comes back? Oh, it does? Do they talk? Chat room runs in the VOD? Oh, that's cool. Do they, do they, wow. uh, we don't have to like log on, do no, we? No, they see what has been chatted. Oh, but if they ask a question. Like it, does it do it in time with the show? Or does it, it does just it all. In time with the show. Wow, wow, look at that. I had yeah. no idea. So if you're listening to this just on iTunes you're or other places, only the audio, maybe you should check out twitch.tv slash patch and switch. Particularly join us on the live program. And then that is only the until chat. we finally finish negotiating our oh, transfer package to Mixer. It's never happening. They're giving them out to everybody. I Are thought. they? Yes. Well, they didn't come to us. Uh, check the Are junk. we surprised? We have to check the junk folder. Hey, um, what, what's happening in the world of uh, beer money and the support that you've done for your friends family? I actually family just did some beer money before family. coming on the show because Ooh. I'm leaving for two weeks. Oh. So Ooh. I got the request uh, to... Uh, my son is taking some college courses uh, through Bellevue College, whatever it is. As is my daughter. Yes, there yeah. you go. So registering today. So uh, his his laptop or the device that he uses for most of his homework uh, is basically stationary at home. It's not a portable device. It's a des desktop. Uh, so my wife is like, "Well, you can borrow my you laptop." Just roll into class. Yeah. And this Here you go, man. <laughs> Land party. Up. Land yeah. party. Big CRT taking up the whole desk. Uh, <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> you need some back support for that. Uh, so <laughs> my wife is like, can you just put his his login ID on my laptop? And then he can use that. So I had to – it's it's kind of annoying because it's – Windows Hello is so fast. You say log off and it goes back to the login screen. Oh, hello, Rick. <laughs> Hi, Rick. Like, no, I don't want to log in. Log off again. You have to That's put your have hand up these, like this. These, well, I, have, I have one of these blockers. That, What's that? So I can – oh, the camera works. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it it – Wow, I didn't know that. I used to put like a post-it note over top of that. No, they, they actually, actually make have things, things for yeah. this. Yeah, this came from Blue Hat actually. Wow, actually, yeah. Heike has a bunch of them. I have too. to. I need to get one. I just thought you just have to put your hand over it and it works. Well, that works too. So anyway, I added his account, but of course, because it's a Microsoft account, it requires me to get text messages to validate and to copy stuff over and blah blah blah. So that that all worked, uh, and then. 
because he's going to be borrowing my wife's laptop once in a while until, you know, maybe we decide that he saves up and buys a new laptop for himself. I want to ask you, but your questions about laptops. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, then uh, she's like, can you add my account to his machine? That's, that's hooked up to the multi-monitors in the secondary office. So I had to do that as well. And then I'm like, uh, I kind of need to leave. <laughs> can, can, you, <laughs> can, can we finish this off? Uh, no problem. So I was doing that kind of configuration stuff uh, beforehand to be able to do it. Uh, but speaking of laptops, I saw that you tweeted a question about the I difference between night. a 13 and a 15. You looking to buy so, a new laptop or something? This, okay, this so laptop three? Well, we are. I've, I have been in my role. For over three years now. Oh, okay. Uh, which means that I am in in refresh mode. Refresh mode. Uh, I currently drive the X1 Yoga uh, 15 inch uh, Gen 2, I think. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Have you ever gone all the way around? I have actually. In three years. Actually, when How we, many times? Like less than what number of fingers you have in your hand plus thumbs? Probably. <laughs> Because it's generally when I've been sitting in your office and we've been building out sessions that I do it, right? <laughs> and because your whiteboard, for some reason, still has stuff from 1992 yeah, that you refuse to I can't, erase. I can't erase it, actually, because it's I used a Sharpie when I wrote that. So. <laughs> oh, you can't erase it. So apparently Sharpies uh, don't enough. work. Um, so... So there's 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 two reasons. One is I am due for an up, a refresh, and I'm thinking about going with the 13 inch version, smaller, lighter, because I travel so much. But you're old. All, Can I know. you see it without your glasses? glasses? No, but I'll I'll start wearing my glasses more. <laughs> at, at least that's what I keep telling. You, you know how sad it is. My wife now just grabs the check when it comes at a restaurant because she knows that <laughs> I'm not going to be able to read it's it because like, I'm like over here going. So, and my daughter grabs it and goes like way over here. Can you read it now? <laughs> um, but so, but I've been looking at the 15 inch because of the, the, the DJ thing has kind of popped up again. There's a couple mm. of gigs that um, I've been asked to do that are remote gigs. Ooh. And um, I would much rather have the money for renting the backline gear into my pocket versus renting backline gear. So I thought about grabbing a controller because they're short flights and yeah. pretty easy, but controllers, most of the controllers that I'm looking at require another laptop. It's a business expense. Anyway, it's a good little tax write off. So I was looking at the 15 inch, uh, surface laptop. However, I want the I seven version, not the, what is the ATI, the radio, uh, radio. Yeah. They have AMD, AMD. version. Yeah. Sorry. AMD. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know Carmen online, Cronoli, uh, just recently got a refresh and got the, the 15 inch version yeah. uh, of the, of the surface laptop and quite enjoys it. Yeah. So I, I did post it out on, on, on the Twitter and it's a mixed bag of results. People are like, if you want the bigger real estate, get the 15 yeah. for portability, it, get the 13. Now I'm in a situation obvious, where I'm probably going to end up getting both, yeah, so. but I just don't know. Like DJ wise, I'm thinking the portability might also be nice for the 13 because the reality is, is that, you know, I only use it to select tracks. I don't use all the rest of the stuff. Um, the controller I'm looking at has all the display information on the controller. I won't, I, that's the one thing I've always hated about controllers and laptops is that it looks like, you know, the DJ's just, you know, surfing the internet. Surf, I, I thought right? they were normally doing Facebook, looking <laughs> yeah, at Facebook all yeah, the time. They were. Yeah. They're, they're on, they, they know, take I, their picture. Woo, it's I on Facebook. Get a sample pad. Yeah. And I'm doing it on a surface pro three, uh, surface pro three, uh, DJing small pool parties for yeah. kids and stuff like that. And it's, <laughs> but it's hilarious though. Right. Cause it just, it, and it works fine. It's, it's an i5. Uh, Ed Spazito has just joined us. And I uh, want to say welcome. He's watching this on his Commodore. Oh, nice. He says it's a little pixelated. That's probably the technology for where he lives right now out in the middle of I, I'm probably thinking that, that 160 frames per second would probably be a little too much for the Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be drop frames CRS. for sure. Why oh, Canuck trash 80? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's kind of been the question. Um, and then when I was looking at pricing, of course, in the audio world, we all know the other, the other player in that space. And it was seven, $800 more because yeah. I, because I look at spending $1,500 for a laptop and I just kind of, you got, it makes it's enough hurts. It's enough to make it, make you think twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and so I'm like, well, I'm already at 1500 with this. Maybe uh -huh. I go with the, the, the fruit mode. That's another seven. The controller seven or the controller nine. So I'm like, yeah, we can get both for the. It. So I'm just I'm looking at options, and I love the I love the Surface laptop at Can't least just, in terms of the feel. I, and I thought with I'm DJ wise, you could just do it all with an iPad. No, it's not just an iPad thing. Not just an iPad. You need you can, but there's yeah, yeah. But if you went if you went fruit mode, you wouldn't have touchscreen anymore. 
Well, and so that was that's what was <laughs> so another beer money you, you, story. You get the touch bar you could use maybe. Well, an, another another beer money story is that the youngest's phone uh, kind of came up for for up refresh, for right? Refresh, whatever. And so we did go to the the fruit store to decide on which model she was going to move to. And I was mucking around with their little 13 and 15 inch uh, pros. Yep. Yep. And I, I and my daughter was doing something and I go, no. And I and I touched the screen and she looks back at me and she laughs. She goes, they don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, it's and, it's and, actually kind of funny to look at the number of fingerprints on the screen. Yeah, sure. The Apple store, man. And and. Uh, I don't use touch a ton, it's, it's, it's but it's just to become be annoyed, second nature now yeah. that I'm like, I sometimes I'm just looking at something and I'll just scroll up. And then, you know, X to uh, close. Right yeah. On. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But this goes back to a conversation. The beer money topic comes back to the conversation we had on the last program with Thomas about the phones. Yeah. I Transfer do have to say stuff. on the fruit system, it's pretty much just seamless. Yep. As long as it's been backed up. Yep. Do you want to restore this backup? Sure. Or no? One or the other? Yeah. So when we went choice? to the store, um, so we had our, I, I checked, I said, when was your phone backed up? She's like five this morning. And I'm like, perfect. You don't have any pictures of the dog that you need to keep? And I got like, no. dissuaded by the salesperson to not do an exchange uh, two weeks ago when I went in because I was downtown in Bellevue for yeah. our, our offsite that we were having. Uh, and I'm, I'm due and yeah. I brought it in and uh, she's, as she's, going through it real quick. Look, all of a sudden she says, Oh, your phone has been backed up. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. She says, no, it has been backed up since uh, December. <laughs> oh geez. So I'm like, okay, maybe there are a few pictures on there that yeah. I probably do want to have uh, yeah. protected. So, okay, I'll come back. So, so we, she had the backup done. And then as we're heading to the store, I said, Oh, uh, turn off, um, find my iPhone. Yeah, find my iPhone. Cause it's one of the first things that you've got to turn off. Yeah. And, and then we go in and, Oh, we need you to do No, it's already done. Oh, okay. Uh, we need to, and I'm like, here's the number. Yeah. Uh, so I was all ready for, for the, the, and then I did, um, because we did it not through the Apple store, but through, uh, through the the carrier. wire wireless carrier because that's just what she's on right now yep. and haven't quite gotten to the point of moving her over to the new ecosystem. Uh, and I said, well, just give me the form and I'll just mail the other one back because I don't want to sit in the store for the next hour oh, yeah. uh, or hour and a half when I can do it at home on my wireless and it's going to take 20 minutes. Yeah, super fast. And so we did that and then we kept the phone off to the side overnight and I said, are you sure? you?" She's like, I've got everything I need. And that was okay. done and wrapped it up and out the door and Make it upgraded. So. Uh, Though the oldest will not, she is just absolutely just steadfast that she wants the button. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She's just really, yeah. Uh, I, and, why? And I, I'm like, why? And she's like, I, you, you will take this phone away from me when it cannot run anymore. And wow, I'm like, because wow. I'm offering. It, it won't I'm be like, long. Because for the same price, you can get to the new 11, not the pro, but yeah. to the new 11. And it's got, and with these kids and their damn cameras. Oh, yeah. And it's all about the cameras. Yeah. See, all about the cameras. look, Jared's still got the headphone jack. Uh, headphone oh, wow. jack, of course. As he's listening in via Bluetooth. Him and, him and Jeff Woolsey both have that same phone, specifically for the headphone jack. Yeah. The headphone jack. <laughs> Courage. 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 Yeah, I, I can't make the switch to the, the, the fruit. I'm still on Android. No, I understand. It's, it's, like, a, it's a massive ecosystem commitment you do. Well, it is. Once you're in, though. Once you're in, once it's you're like in, Hotel California, it. dude. You can't get out. Well, the thing <laughs> the thing with us is, is about all the sharing and stuff that we can yeah. do. Yep. It's like, I don't know. I just airdrop it. Okay, boom, done. Yeah. Airdrop everything. We're airdropping contacts. Yeah. We're like, like, hey, what's the coach? Oh, here. Just Ke- Kelly's Kelly's like, hey, did you got that? Uh, you got the video of Mac playing guitar over, from, over Christmas? Oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Here you go. Blink, Blink, done. Done. And then um, when everybody's all connected, yeah, the backup thing, that's when I knew. I'm like, you need to back up your phone, child. What? Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, I see. A fun a fun uh, project and also beer money thing that I did just this last weekend was I finally hung up uh, 21 photos that came from uh, my phone uh, that I printed off at Mixtiles. Uh, oh, did you do so the, the glass I've got thing? the grid. I've got the grid yeah. on the on the wall. And I've I've left these the the separator lines with my laser level. I uh, used painter's tape to be able to make the lines for spacing, uh, because the kids are like, oh, but I don't like this one. I want this one. I don't like this Hoko picture. I want this other one instead. I'm like, well, airdrop me the files you want, and I'll just go and add them to my next order, and then order it, and boom, off it goes. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. 
ecosystem rules, dude. I know. I, I hear you. Once you get absorbed in. But when I get a new phone. So, I, so I, listen, there's one reason I didn't go to the Android because I would tinker. And that's why I like. I, it. I, I would and, and that's the thing with me. All I would be I doing is going. I need another. I'd be infected. I would absolutely <laughs> be infected. Guaranteed. Not that, no, you'd be, not, you'd, no. be, you'd be ransomware. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen. If you, somewhere, somewhere in Western you, Europe, they would just no. like, take you. If you root your phone, then yeah, you would be infected because then there's so many choices in terms of. Why wouldn't stores. I root my phone? Because wow. I can. I would. You totally would. Not. You would so ask right. me to root it for no, you, no, and that I would, would be the beer money talk. I used to. I'm a member of XDA Developers. I can. I know how to go and put ISOs <laughs> on, yeah, on my buddy. phones. I remember those days. Yeah. I, wow. I just total flashback. To the, <laughs> but I was doing the same thing even on our ecosystem because we could muck with. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And and I was always like, but I could get another half millisecond response time from yeah. this thing if I just did. And I'm reading forums all night long and my eyes are bleeding and I haven't slept in four days. Nothing and I go, forum but post. my phone is running just an umpteen yeah. tenth faster. Yeah. I remember team tenth. nothing I was worse than, than, a phone thre- than a phone thread that you had to go to like yeah. page 42. <laughs> and then you work your way backwards to from see what page 42 thing. to yeah. see what happens. Yeah. So skip all the early stuff, go right through the end and then back. Back it up about six or seven. No, you pages. go right to the middle because the post that actually has the instructions is in the <laughs> middle of the thread, and then the other ninety pages after the forty-second page uh, is "Hey, thanks." See, or plus one, or kids thumbs up. These days, will never have the joy of what we've gone through. That's the thing, right? Well, we did it to ourselves. We so. did it to ourselves. So, you know, it's not that what we we went through a journey. But we learned so much oh, by 100%. doing it. But now it's just give me the phone, it plays my music, and you know, airdrop my files. Way I go, right? They don't tinker anymore. Uh, we should ask the audience for three work safe words uh, to name the program in the next episode. The yes. next episode, and you will not be in the house the next episode. So I may I be not. bringing in special guest. Okay, uh, well, let me know co-host. who it is first, so I can authorize it or not. Because if it's a good guest, I want to be here for. You're he, not even going to pay. He holds it. all the power. I you don't. don't what? You don't even answer my text my text <laughs> messages when you're here. Oh, I know. Nice. <laughs> Trust me. I nice. Know. I, uh, I I I sent him a message this morning. I said, "Hey, um, I, I had dropped the kid off, so I'm like, I'm here early. Can I can I crash in your office?" And 45 minutes later, sure. And I'm like, "Good, because I've been here for 45 minutes." Do you know why I didn't get that? Because for uh, mental health, I have chosen to not receive notifications before 8 a.m. on your phone. On my phone. Oh, that's a good reason. Am I in the list of people who can override? You're not that? on my favorites list. I'm sorry. So, but what happens when we're when we're at an event and I turn it off? Okay. Fair enough. So anyone at home? Uh, Good names are coming in. Uh, quickly for any beer money for you. Any there, Mr. Bartolo? I have a project coming up. Uh, it is playoff time for the Pee Wee League at hockey uh, back home. Oh, yeah? My son's team. And the coach approached me and said, you work for Microsoft, right? He was, yep. I heard there's that thing where you can do the lineups of the teams using machine learning. What? So they want to do a skills competition, and we're going to capture the kids' times of skating and shooting <laughs> and what have you. And we're going to do looking machine. for the competitive edge. Well, this is the thing because the teams are within points of each other. Yeah. And my son's team is second. Uh, go Devils! And um, he wants to advance. He wants to, the playoffs are literally three games away. Yeah. So we're going to do a skills competition. And we're going to run the machine learning exercise in terms of L- load all that data in. That's it. <laughs> do some analysis. So wow. whatever the competitive edge. So there's that, and then there's the um, how do we ship a moose to New Orleans question that we're working through okay, right yes, now. Yes, there's been, the, there's, there's, there's been a request that Ned has asked that a moose appear <laughs> on stage. With, with Wired Canuck. With Wired Canuck, uh, because we've been doing fun social have, tweets. Have we not? Have not I've, nobody's I've learned from us having moose well, on stage. Well, see, now, now New Orleans is on the route that Kylo and Ren used to go north-south. That is north, true. South. That is true. So yes. if we could synchronize the times so that one of them is down in that neck of the woods Yeah, of the but swamp. you remember the last time we tried to have Kylo and Ren on stage, it didn't work out very well. No, just, they know that it happened to be that time of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> Meeting season? What, what time of the year? It's, it's, we're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> Why are Canuck asked, how about a ball cap with antlers? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, we, we have named the program uh, for the for the next episode of the uh, of the show. It's called. It, it will be called Swiss Vaseline Yaris. Swiss Vaseline Yaris. <laughs> yes. Nice. And then we will eventually change it to Switzerland Vaseline Yaris when we, when we get <laughs> when it, it right. published on iTunes. Uh, or We're, Sweden. Is it time Vaseline. for this? We could play, do Sweden. We? we could do Sweden Vaseline Yaris. Let's do Sweden Vaseline. Yaris. Okay. There you go. Uh, 
Yeah, so the band is playing, so that means that we've come to the end of another exciting episode of the Patch and Switch program. Um, and if I could get Steve to flash up the... the, the you can't look at your laptop or eating glasses. It's, it's refreshing. Okay, it's refreshing. Uh, there we go. So, uh, one wise geek, apps a blog, aggressive... Uh, oh aggressive scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> Excessive shock. Uh, aggressive <laughs> aggressive song. <laughs> Alfred uh, Aspen Forrester. Carnegie, hey, good to see you. Um, and thanks for participating in the Chuck chat. Rocks Canada. Uh, absolutely. Colleen, you should be doing something. Uh, Commander Root. Uh, Exchange SME. Fair Brit. Oh, my goodness. That's that's Hanel. Hanel has Okay. Hanel has All right. Cool. Uh Infamous, infamous for show. show. Nice. Infamous for show. Uh, Janescu, Kowski, the shadiest of pandas. Um, oh my goodness. Shane. Oh, oh, Shane Doobie. Oh, awesome. Uh, SharePoint, Madam. Uh, Soren. Uh, Steve. VNK. Virgo. Pros. Vizio. MVP. Wired. Clinic. Until next time. Have a weekend, everybody. Quick, call your Uber. Oh yeah. <laughs>